All right, Tim, it's our Friday edition, bonus edition, the shorty of the Appetite for Construction. How you doing? Doing good, JP. How about you? I'm excited. I, can, I don't think I've been this excited to have a guest on <laughs> in uh, well, how, how many episodes? I think we just did 200 episodes. Well, I was going to say, when you had your nephew, um, the WWE, not the WWE, but he was the professional yeah. wrestler, you were pretty excited about that as well. Yeah, but it's always fun to bring your your buddies on or your family, oh, yeah. and uh, let's just bring him on in. He is American Airlines' number one pilot. He's the number one pilot, <laughs> the number one captain in my book. He's in my book, Tim. <laughs> Brian Bailey. Brian, what's going on, man? Hey, guys, what's up? Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> so, Brian, uh, Tim and I did a podcast about a year ago. And it was the most stressful jobs, and we counted down to 10, down to one, and I think Pilot was like in the top three. Would you concur with that? No, I think you're way off. I think it's in the bottom three. It's the most unstressful job? I think so. I don't think there's much stress involved at all. Well, I always say, like, you're responsible for like 200 souls, so isn't that pressure? It's a little bit. I don't think it's very stressful overall. I think it's stressful at times very infrequently but for the most part it's not very stressful okay so when i met you the first time i met you it was probably what 15 years ago or something we were at a a boy scout sleepover right oh yeah and and uh i just remember you coming out of the tent i'm like hey man how'd you sleep and you're like well i slept on the ground so uh not really that well but um and so you know we started talking got to know you and you're like I go, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a pilot. And I'm like, this that is like the coolest freaking job ever, right? And you said to me, what? I, I don't remember. I, I don't think it's very cool. <laughs> That's what you said. And you said one of the main reasons is that like you 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 know you're disrupted from family life. Like you're you kind of fly whenever they want you, right? Like you don't right. do you have a set schedule? No, depending on how senior you are and how long you've been with the company. I mean, you can have yeah. a great schedule or you can have a terrible schedule. I usually have a terrible schedule. What? I thought you were like on the top of the seniority totem pole. No, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I think I'm 70% in Chicago. So okay. I'm in the bottom. I'm, I'm very close to the bottom. If I went to another base, I'd be more senior. But in Chicago, Chicago is very, very small base and is very, it's very senior. All right, Brian, but the. The question we want to know is, how did you become a pilot? Talk talk about how you went through the process to become a pilot. Well, I started off going to I started off at University of Illinois. I was gonna I was going to school for engineering, mm-hmm. and I didn't really start that until until I got out of school. And I I did all that in Florida at uh, flight safety in Vero Beach. Yeah, but you forgot to mention your dad was also a pilot, right? Yeah, my dad was a my dad worked for United. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I got interested in it. Okay, so you did get interested because your dad was, you know. Yeah, but again, you know, he's he was always gone. He missed everything. I don't know why it interested me that much. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> right. But I but I started down there and um I started down in Florida and then I, you know, I started working at, at small airlines at cargo companies and then I got hired by the airlines in uh in 98. So what is that 20 25 years ago. So as a pilot, are most pilot is that the route a lot of pilots take or do I think they most take, come from the military? 
I think they take all kinds of routes. I, I, I see most of them, most of them are getting hired really young now with, with uh, very little experience just because there's such a demand. There's yeah. such a demand for them. When I, when I got, when I went through and there wasn't a big demand and there were a lot of different factors that went through the industry at that time. You know, there was uh, there were a lot more airlines there. A lot of them have consolidated. So now there's, you know what, there's three, three, four major airlines now. You know, How back then you, you remember there were, there were seven since 1998. Yeah. Since 1998. Okay. So yeah. plus 20 years, I mean, 25 years. So since 1998, you were a pilot and uh, you knew this was your calling, right? Oh yeah. Actually, you know, I, I learned something new about you at a, we had a cookout the, what, a couple weeks ago and you and mutual friend Jim Dumont came, came over and, you know, you've known him since what grade school. And he said that you were going to be a Navy pilot or you were trying to get into the Navy. Is that right? Oh yeah. When I was in high school, I was trying to get into Annap- or, uh, Annapolis. That's where I always, that's where I always plan on going to school. That's where I wanted to go to school. Did everything, uh, everything in high school revolved around trying to get in there. And then you make terrible decisions when you're 17 years old. <laughs> yes, I was going to say. <laughs> and decide you have a girlfriend and yeah. it's very serious and you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to go there anymore. Going back to University of Illinois, they don't have that program anymore, do they? I don't know. I didn't do aviation at University of Illinois. I, they had a uh, oh. they had a flight program there. I I believe it closed 7 to it did. 7 or 8 years uh, ago. it's in my backyard. Yeah, cuz yeah, they the junior college in Champaign-Urbana, Parkland College took over uh, the flight school. They still operate out of Willard. It's actually just less than a mile from my house, so I see the flight, the student pilots um, flying all day long. So you said you were training in Vero Beach, Florida? Yeah, that's where, that's where I finished up, and then I worked there for about, I don't know, I worked there maybe a year and a half as an instructor. I had a contract. Did you ever... Did you ever meet a student named Muhammad Atta? <laughs> no, I did not, but uh, that was the school. Wow. I'm pretty sure wow. that was the school. <laughs> I know it was. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it was. So, you know, what's cool is you were sitting in a, was it the Jacksonville airport, and some guys came up to you and they wanted you to be their private pilot. Was it Jacksonville? Yeah, it was. Well, that was a long time ago. It, yeah, it was Jacksonville. It was, uh, I can't remember what year it was. They'd gotten stuck down there. And uh, they were going to, was it Rapid City? Is that where Sturgis is? Yeah, yeah Rapid City. It? Yes. Uh, it was uh, the guy from Led Zeppelin, uh, not Led Zeppelin, Leonard Skinner. Is it Van Zandt? Yeah. yeah Ra- one of the brothers, yeah. Yeah, one of the brothers. So just think, you could have been like a private pilot for like the rock bands. Tim, I don't think I, told, I never told you the story. He was, they were stuck down there. They're trying to get up there for a show. I think they were on United. They were going through, uh, I think they were going through Chicago or something. I think they were going to be late. They weren't going to make it. And he's like, could you fly one of those jets over there? <laughs> I could. I don't think it'd be legal. <laughs> yeah. Just go take one out. Yeah. I'm sure they got the keys or you you know how to. He's like, we got to hire you to fly us around. He was a cool guy. That Ronnie, it was a Ronnie Van Zandt, I think was his name. Probably, yeah. I think that's correct. So you recently sent me a picture. You were in Miami, and the picture was the radar of like just storms, and the, it was like red on one side and red on the other. Yeah. And I said, "Did you go around it?" And I think. Did you say? So you no, went it went through, through it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was kidding. So how does that work? Like, how does that? I mean, I think that I think that was a I think that was just a storm that was like seven miles in front of us that we just turned in front of us. We turned in front of it and turned into the airport. I think that particular one I sent you. 
think those storms were maybe 20 miles from Miami, and we turned in, inside at like 12. So we never went that far. But it looked nasty, didn't it? It, it did. I was like, <laughs> damn, bro, you're going to like go through that? But, oh, no, um... that was uh, that was well outside of the airport. They were bad this morning, too. Yeah. What's the one thing that Sullenberger taught you, Brian? Don't hit birds. Don't hit birds. <laughs> yeah, don't hit the fucking birds. <laughs> What's a joke? I, I don't hit birds every day. Where's my parade? <laughs> That's right. Brian, what's your favorite airport to fly into? Oh, wow. I don't know. Probably D.C. I like D.C. a lot. I like the approach going in there. It's a, it's a really that's a really cool one. And um, like any, you go to South America a lot. That's that's a really good question. Some of those down there are really cool too. Some of them are challenging. You know, like Guatemala City is yeah. really challenging. Well, I think of air, I think of airports like LaGuardia, San Francisco, or as as a as somebody is sitting in the back of the plane. You know, you're flying over water, and then you're suddenly boom, oh yeah. You're on the, yeah, you know, you're on the runway, or just the opposite. You're on the runway, and you're suddenly over the. Boom's a very accurate uh, description of that too. <laughs> Going to LaGuardia. <laughs> that one's not my favorite. So, what's the one in South America yeah. where you're like in a vat, like you just like come down into a valley? Is that um, Tegucigalpa? But that we no longer yeah. go there anymore. What's the capital of Honduras? That was a that was a challenge. We don't go there in my airplane anymore. But that had a special procedure, and you kind of had to you kind of had to fly around. In, in a bowl a little bit it was uh it was pretty challenging were you flying on well i was gonna ask were you flying on 9-11 no we were we were actually on vacation we weren't uh right. we weren't okay. at work i've told john i was actually in the air early that morning i had landed about an hour and a half before oh did you really? at the towers so it, it it was kind of an eerie feeling getting home and having everything play out the way it did that oh day, yeah so yeah tanya and i were at home yeah, for anybody that was a pilot, I can't imagine what that day was like, especially for those that had to land in far away distances. I mean, all the planes that land up landed up in Nova Scotia and stuff. Right. Pretty, pretty incredible. And they were stuck there for days, you know, because they shut everything down. So a lot of people were stuck out of town for what two, three days. Have you been flying and had issues in the back of the plane with bad behavior or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we have we've had a lot of that. Um, you know, it's interesting though that never. I mean, it happened occasionally in the past, but that didn't really start happening until the whole mask thing. That's when it started to get really bad, it seems. Well, what about the woman? Where she saw a ghost, and she was, like, <laughs> escorted off the plane. Yeah, I kind of was I was hoping they'd show the person that was sitting next to her, because I wanted to see him. <laughs> or whoever it was. I mean, unless she was, like, tripping balls or something. I mean, how do you just freak out like that? But I guess. No, I don't know. That was wild. So I hate to even ask this question, Brian, but have you ever had any emergencies or on-flight, like someone getting sick or a heart attack or some, like the landing gear doesn't come down, anything like that? Not, nothing real serious like that. I mean, we've had people that got ill on the back. We've had like real minor, you know, me- mechanical stuff. We've had, you know, some small emergencies that weren't, you know, they weren't technically emergencies, but we had to declare an emergency just because we weren't sure. But no, nothing, nothing too serious. I would say ill passengers. Uh, we've had a couple of those where we've had to divert and not made it to our destination. But as far as I know, they they turned out all right. You get to see the flight logs and the passenger list. Who's the most surprising or most famous person that you're like, holy crap? 
I don't look all, I, I I don't look that frequently, but sometimes if the flight attendants say something or they recognize someone, I'll look them up oh, to okay. see who it is. Like what Carlton Fisk we had, we had uh, we okay. just had Fergie Jenkins and and uh, Ed Belfour. Okay. And uh, it was interesting. I was flying with a big Cub fan, young kid, and I was like, he goes, uh, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> wow. Didn't you say? Uh... I'm losing my mind. The GM, John Lovitz. The Cubs. No, the Cubs oh yeah, we had a, we had so I think that was the night we actually diverted. and We were really late, yeah. and we were coming. We were coming back from Texas, and the flight attendants had mentioned there was someone in first class that looked important, you know, or, or whatever they'd said, and and I looked on the passenger list and I saw it was like uh, it was the GM, it was Theo Epstein and um, Jed Hoyer. Jed Hoyer, yeah, Jed Hoyer. And then I remember they announced that signing for you, Darvish, the next day. <laughs> Walking you, Darvish. Mm-hmm. I just want to know if there's any truth or validity to all the relationships between pilots and flight attendants. A lot of hanky-panky going on there, Brian? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about that. I don't even have a comment on that one. Yeah, he gave me an answer I don't think I can repeat on, on this podcast, but... Um, well, Tanya was a flight attendant until what, oh, 1995. I see now. But she never worked on the airlines you did, though, did she? Uh, yeah. Yeah, from, uh, what, 2000 to 2000, 2005, she did. Oh, I thought it was Envoy. Mm-hmm. And that was part of America? Yeah, that's part of America. That was, uh, like American Eagle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it used oh. to be called American Eagle. It's actually what flies in and out of Champagne. Yeah, that was all American Eagle mm-hmm. then. Oh, okay. So there was a little hanky panky <laughs> going on. <laughs> oh man! But I mean, it happened. I mean, I'm sure it happens all the time. It, there's, there's a lot of pilots that are married to flight attendants. How many hours do you fly a week, Brian? Average a week? Yeah. Usually, uh, twenty, maybe twenty-one or so. Okay, twenty-one or twenty-two. On average, yeah. it could be higher. But there's got to be there's got to be a rule like you have to you have to have like eight hours of sleep, yeah, before a certain amount of flight time or yeah. I think for it's I think uh for for someone that has a schedule, it's ten hours. Mm-hmm. So you got to have ten hours once you and then they add they add some time to the the, um, the time you finish and and they add an hour to the front end. So you have to have a ten hour break uh, before your next before your next trip starts. And then there's monthly limits. There's yearly limits. I think it's a hundred a hundred a month, twelve hundred a year. But sometimes you'll fly to like a, a you know a really nice location, and you'll text me like the beach or something. Do you really get to enjoy that? I mean, like if you're overnight, do you kind of cram that in and enjoy it, or is it? Yeah, you try to. It's just you know, usually it's just you and one other pilot. It's you, usually don't. It's usually by yourself typically. Mm-hmm. So you're either that or it's just the two of you, and then um, like like for me, I always try to go to the baseball games, but it's very unusual that yeah. the other guy is interested in, even interested in baseball. But, you know, yeah. so you're you're typically on your own a lot of time. But yeah, when we have a lot, you enjoy it. Like yesterday, I had you know I had like twenty seven, twenty eight hours in Las Vegas, so that was cool. John and I can do a lot of damage in Vegas in 27 hours. Let me tell you. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you could. Wow, we have. <laughs> I, I've seen. I don't know how Tim does it, but he 
he always walks away a winner at like the slots. Uh, don't or, go that far. No, don't say that. I, I don't know, Tim. Like when I do it, I hardly, I hardly, I hardly ever lose money. I usually just put twenty bucks in and and play it for an yeah. hour or so. Hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. That's that's twenty bucks going a long no way. Kidding. There. I play the cheap stuff. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> they got the you know they got those little machines at the hotel where, as long as you're playing, you get a free beer. So how much longer you uh, how much longer do you think you got for for flying? Ten more years? No, oh, I don't know, man. I I wish it was like a couple. I got fifteen left. I don't know if I'll make it that long. Is it still true? I mean, is it still the case you have to be twenty twenty vision to to be? Oh uh, no, that was no, that was a military thing too. That's I think that's different too. Okay, but you do have a physical every six months that you got to pass. But it's like an EKG, a vision test, and if you don't have twenty twenty vision, you can wear glasses. Yeah, like my last one, I didn't. My last one, I didn't pass. With uh, without readers, <laughs> physical or the vision test? Oh, no, the the vision part. I had to wear cheaters. <laughs> yeah. So he had to put that on my he had to put that on my license. You know, must wear corrective lenses. Oh, okay. I know you talked earlier about more pilots coming in. Hopefully, I know there was a big shortage um, right after the pandemic. Are those numbers slowly creeping up to a level where we should expect more flights in the air and? you know, not a hundred percent occupancy in the damn sardine cans that we're flying in. Well, I think that's what everybody wants though. I think, I think the airlines want a hundred percent occupancy, yeah. you know, I think yeah. that's, I think that's what suits them. So I think we're down 80%. We're down 20%. Uh, I think I read that. I think we're down 20% capacity. You know, when you look at, when you look at seats throughout the system, but I think our, you know, the seats filled, are way higher than they were. So we're, we're at a slower, lower, um, a lower capacity, but we're taking more full flights. So whether they want to change that, I don't, I don't know. I know that's uncomfortable as a passenger, um, but I think for the bottom line that that helps the airlines, but they are hiring a lot. They are really trying to hire. I think there's just not a lot of qualified applicants right now. I think a lot of people got out of it, you know, in those 10, 12 years where things were pretty, pretty dim. Yeah, but you're starting to see them hire a lot of young, young kids now. Yeah, are they are they dropping some of the credentials then that you need to have, or the requirements that you need to have to become a pilot? I know I read where they were dropping the number of flight hours you had to have. Um, I don't think they dropped the amount of flight hours. I think I think the minimums still apply. Okay. But I mean, before, I mean, you had tens of thousands of app qualified applicants, and they could kind of take their pick from. You know what I mean? It was very difficult to get to get an interview. Whereas now I, I think that, you know, the minimums haven't changed. I think they're just so hurting for applicants. Um, I, I think it's just easier to get on than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago when nobody was hiring, you know, because all the airlines are hiring now and that's really unusual. Yeah. They haven't done that since the nineties. So, I mean, I think it's a great time to start if, <laughs> you know, if you're a young person, look for a job, it's a great job to get on early and, you know, you can stay there for a career. Man, heck, I've got a, I've got a friend that's a, I think she's, she's a flight attendant for American. She's been, I think she's going on year 26 or 27. She's hoping to make it to 30 and then call it, but she loves it. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, that's, she probably goes all over, you know, Europe. And that's, Asia. that's, that's she's the flights that she does. Yeah. She takes the big flights. Right. Yeah. I've never done that. It's just never really appealed to me. I stay 
close. <laughs> but th- that's like a different airline, you know, that honestly flying that equipment. Yeah. Especially for us, flight attendants flying the 777 and 78. I mean, that's, that is like a different airline here. John and I flew over to Frankfurt. Um, when was that? March, John? Yeah, I was telling him about that. Uh, it's It's when you get on those really nice planes, it, there's a certain comfort level. It's nice to be on. Oh, what yeah. was it? The the uh, Airbus we 380. Yeah, it was an Airbus 380. Yeah. yeah, nobody has that here. That was what Lufthansa or not Lufthansa, but British Airways. British, British, Airways. British Airways. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that. There's not a lot of those. So, what's your favorite air? Uh, you know, the plane type. Do you like to fly as a passenger? No, as a pilot. Yeah, I know you said the the Airbus was roomier. I like the Airbus. Yeah, that was yeah. that one was my favorite. I just I, I just you. flew the the is it the Neo over to Maui from LAX yeah it, for it wasn't bad it's three and three for the you know the customers in the back it, yeah flight is five and a half hour flight it wasn't too bad as a passenger I don't like to fly on the Airbus I prefer the if it's an aerobody I like seven thirty seven yeah. better because the Airbus is loud in the back you know you hear those yeah. hydraulic pumps making all that noise it's just not a really comfortable ride. Yeah, but as a, as a as a pilot, it's very comfortable. Your dad was a pilot. You're a pilot, Derek. No, <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> Why? I'm not. Why? No way. No interest. Oh, Maybe Stella. Isn't that weird though? Like it's not how it used to be. Like you, you follow in your dad's footsteps and. You, you never know. He, he's what sixteen, so he may. He wants he may. to do the opposite of me. He doesn't want anything to do with me. Oh, well, maybe one day he'll he'll be like. Oh, I hope so. It would have cool. been great. I was I was hoping both of them would want to do that, but now there's really not any interest there. Yeah. That Stella Stella said there's no interest with her either. Yeah. <laughs> they think well, I'm gone too much. You got the you got the mother and father who. We're in the airline business, man. Come on. Yeah. So. I know. I just, just no interest. I don't know. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that you know, thanks for jumping on, man. I, I know we've been trying to get you on. Hey, Brian, on the way out, what? I don't know if you can answer this. You might get in trouble. What's the crappiest airport? Domestic? Are you allowed? Yeah. Allowed to say? Mm, I don't know. I, I didn't. I, I used to not like LaGuardia at all, but. They have you been there it. recently? Have yeah. you been there recently? No, but I've heard. I was there a couple months ago. Oh, it's great. Yeah. The inside is really Oh, nice. man. Yeah. It's like a small mall. Yeah, it's amazing now. So I would say Newark or LaGuardia, but both of those have been. Newark was awful. Yeah. But they've both been redone now. So I don't know. There's nothing. It's, it's weird. It's like all these airports are always under construction. There's all these, this money to fix them all up. Yeah, infrastructure money. That There's makes not, sense. Really. So yeah, there's not really a lot of bad ones. Before we go, I, I do have one question. As somebody who is a fervent, per, every time I fly, I'm on my phone checking the turbulence today to find out where the turbulence is, how the turbulence <laughs> is going to be. That's just my nature. I want to know everything about my flight. Have you ever had an old ship moment with turbulence? Yeah, we had one in. Um, well, it wasn't even. It was well. It was wake turbulence. Okay. So it was turbulence from another airplane. Another airplane. And I remember it was going into, we were coming into LaGuardia from the south. And another plane was coming in from Europe. 
and they were coming through our altitude as we were turning behind them. And it was a big airplane. I don't remember what it was. It was like, uh, it might have been a 777 or something big that created a lot of turbulence. And as so they... That was, it was that close? Well, no, no, no. It's just part of the route structure. They flew down in front of us. They flew from yeah. above us. It was, they were, you know, three, four miles, five miles ahead of us. But they threw, flew through our altitude yeah. as we turned behind them, right? So yeah. as we were behind them, you know, they gave us caution, wake turbulence, you're, you're falling heavy. And as you came, we, we hit its turbulence as it was sinking down into us. And, man, it felt like <laughs> it felt like God reached down and hit us. It was <laughs> <Wow>. bad. <laughs> so I'd say that's the worst I've ever had. And that was just from another airplane that was out in front yeah. of us. Wow. You know, we've had some over the over the Rockies that have been, you know, it's been pretty rough, but that was probably the worst one, mm-hmm. the worst one I've ever experienced. I like turned us not sideways, but it really, <laughs> it really turned us to the side a bit. So B dubs tonight, then? <laughs> sure, <laughs> I'm off. I got a few days off. Well, thanks for for taking the time, and it was good. It was fun. And Brian, thanks for putting up with him on fantasy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did he tell you about the latest trade? I, I hear I hear oh. about most of the trades. I haven't heard the latest, but um, yeah, I told you about the trade. What a bunch Remember? of jerks! Did you? Yeah, didn't I say like? I don't know, maybe I was talking to somebody else, but I thought it was there was four. Oh yeah, you did. That's if that's five guys for five yes, yes, yes. of his like top five picks. You did it was yeah. bullshit trade. We can't, we can't possibly win. It was a bullshit yeah. trade. We can't possibly win anymore. That was fixed. Bullshit trade. That was fixed. Bullshit trade. It was clearly that was a, You have to admit, Brian, you have to admit, ever since I've helped you, you've, you're at the leaderboard like every year. So I think if you go, I think if you go back to the history and you look at the most <laughs> consistent consistent one, <laughs> I think it was me before your time. <laughs> I know, but. You can go back to like 2005, I think. Brian's like, hey, I, I got to fly, uh, you know, draft day. Can you can you draft? I'm like, yeah. I, and yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And what do you know? Boom. First place, baby. Oh, he did great this year. I think he lucked into it. He got Acuna. <laughs> he got Acuna, what, 12th? It was 12th. Acuna Holy Strider. Cow. Yeah. Yeah. So. He got Acuna Strider, one, two. And I don't think he wanted Strider. I wanted a top flight pitcher, but yeah, he was one. He was the best yeah. one out there, I think. So. Dude, that Strider man, he's that, that guy's amazing. Yeah, he's got a nice mustache. <laughs> he does. Got a little porn stash. All right, Brian. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Brian. All right, see you guys. Good to talk to you.